0: Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here
1: to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort. Victor Adams hey buddy See, I got it right he did he got it right and I'm impressed because um you know I was trying to distract you the whole time you I know, know I was like like smiling at you I don't need
0: any help messing up I can tell you that well, much you know. but no I did practice I practiced a bunch of times in the mirror before I got here and, and wanted to make sure I was okay this week trying to get that streak going before I mess up your
1: introduction again so what have you been up to? Man, I've been uh, having fun. Just really enjoy. Had a great weekend. Saw you at Mass. Yeah. And um, <laughs> actually, we're sitting two rows behind you. Yeah, I did not. You know see that. that when you don't turn around and say the peace anymore, that's what happens. I you know, know. I yeah. know.
0: Well, I always want to. I look to left and right, and then nobody moves anymore. Yeah. And in my family and I hug and stuff like that. But um, it's weird because I go to a couple different places for church during the week, and,
1: and of course to my parish on Sundays. But. Um, it's different every place. Right. So it's you kind sort of, wonder, of awkward right you, now. Are you breaking a, not a law, but are you breaking like, if I turn around and going, and doing sign of the peace, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to change that. That's why I still do that. And, and it's like people stare back at me going, Are oh, we supposed to be doing this? Yeah. It's, like, it's, yes. It's, you it's sort do that. of that hybrid. Just don't like, touch. Awkward. Yeah. I don't know what right. I should be doing. Thing. Right.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I didn't see you there. I was, I, you know, I went straight out of church. They were at, they asked now, of course, you know, when, when the service is over, after, excuse me, after Mass is over. To just hold all conversations outside Outside, so i made it to the truck and turned around the kids were in the truck and i looked for angela and that's when i saw you guys across the parking lot talking so apologize i wasn't trying to ignore you well
1: you know it was one of those things where uh i missed the steak that you had for me i appreciate that Uh, but i was teaching so so lily's going back off to college soon so Mm -hmm. but she's going to an apartment so she's down on the meal plan so i was like all right you gotta survive than more than taco bell and chick-fil-a so i was i said you know give me your top five favorite meals that i've cooked that you like and i want to teach you how to do it so we did baked chicken Mm -hmm. and she did uh corn and baked potatoes um and really she did great well, yeah. See, now your grocery bill is going to go up. You should have left her with but the Taco yeah. Bell. <laughs> you got more money; you're going to spend. It's, it's what well, I want her to be able to like, kind of know how to do. No, I get own. it. Yeah. I get it. No,
0: you want her. To, I mean, they, sure. and that's something that everybody needs to learn anyway: is to cook at some point, right? Or you're going to be in a bad spot at some point. But, but no, it, it was a busy weekend too. We went, you know. I was telling you, David and I at David Hall which for those listening is, is a guy who's very involved in what we right. do His nickname's, behind the scenes. His nickname is Ground Control. Yeah, he is right. Ground Control. He loves being called that. and it's a, I think it was self-proclaimed. <laughs> but, it was. But hey, it's 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 one of the best nicknames I've heard because it's very true to what he does. But uh, David and I go fishing a lot, as you know. And uh, we went up Friday to the Tennessee River, which is a couple hours to the east of Memphis, and and uh, decided to fish in the river for the first time. And uh, I got to tell you, like today's episode came out of that whole thing. Um, you know, we were we had been fishing down the river, had Caitlin with us too. Uh, one of my
1: seven year old twin girls. So, how, how did she get like you draw sticks or something like that? No, she troughs? just said, I'm going, and so okay. she
0: she kind of overpowered the other ones. Gotcha. <laughs> and, so, you did uh, wrestling matches, you yeah. Won. She yeah. put them both in a sleeper <laughs> hold and then got in the truck, but uh, no, we she went fishing with us and. And after we were, you know, done fishing the river, David said he wanted to go back up and and see the dam. Well, Mm -hmm. on the other side of that dam is Pickwick Lake. It's a big lake here in Tennessee. And, of course, they have those turbines they turn on that that pull water from the the lake down into the river. And when it does, it it sucks a lot of fish that are over there in, and those turbines, metal turbines will cut them up. And then you'll see these gigantic striper, you know, jumping out of the water, um, trying to eat these pieces of fish that have been, you know, caught up in the turbine. So they'll blow a horn and then these four huge turbines start going and it boils the water and there's like currents going every which way because it's just so much water moving and four different ones turning. And so as we start getting up there, I see this massive sign and it says, um, it's over to the left and I look at it and there's all these guys that are driving their boats like right up into this madness Mm -hmm. and it says dangerous waters, violent surges occur suddenly keep out. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, David, should we be going up this close? And he's like, well, we're not going to go close. We'll stay on the outer edge and you can at least see it and show Caitlin right. and stuff. Well, there's another sign on top of the, you know, where all this is going on that says like, danger, do not, you know, keep out, don't come in here. There's guys running their boats straight up through that and then even turning their boat sideways between co- concrete pillars of the dam and latching onto it. Right in the middle of these things have signs everywhere that say, mm. don't do this, like, dangerous, keep out, keep out. And, and you know they do it every day, all day. Well, and it's really like men, right? We see all kind of signs like, oh, that's not a sign. That's a suggestion, right? <laughs> like, right. It, but you look around, it, it made me think about um, just how often we ignore things. And, you know, today, Angela brought it to my attention. when I, She asked me what I was going to talk about, and I said, well, I want to talk about signs. I said, but... The thing is, uh, I don't know if that's for sure what I'm going to do. And she said, "John, you know, did you read the reading yet today?" And I said, "No, I, I hadn't yet. I'm going to." And she said, "Well, it's about signs. It's about Jesus getting on to the Pharisees and hmm. and everybody about signs, and and you know that only an evil generation will will want to look and ask for signs." So I started thinking about that, and while we were in the boat, David was looking at that sign. I go, "Man, I don't get it. Like, why do why do people like we just ignore what's blatantly there, you know? And we disregard things. We disregard the signs." And, uh, and he goes, man, it sounds like a podcast. So that's what put my mind on it. Mm-hmm. But it, it really is true, like if you look at it, we're always looking for signs, but they're never enough. Like you hear Jesus in the, in the Bible say, uh, woe to you Bethsaida, woe to you the readings we had last week. If, if, this, if these signs had been done here, they would have already been in sack, sackcloth and, and ashes. You know, we talked about repentance a little bit a week or so ago, but you know, oftentimes if you look, so many of the signs in the Bible were ignored. You know, Jesus did all these wonderful things, but people walked away from them, right? Like the signs, they, they saw them even in, in different places, but you could see the same thing in life today with us. Like in signs that are on things, like look at the speed limit, right? Who who pays attention to that? Mm-hmm. Right? In fact, on that same fishing trip, I got pulled over for 20 or 15 miles over, I got out of it,
1: but I had, I wasn't paying attention to, to the signs that were in all front right, of me. I will tell you how you got out, because I've never been able to get out of I just any was speed nice. tickets.
0: That was nice. I prayed a lot. <laughs> but, but then there was, uh, you know, there's wear a mask. How many times do you go around town now and you see signs that say wear a mask? Yeah. And you go in the grocery store and half the people in there aren't wearing them. Or you go to you go to any other public place and people are just not, they're not wearing it. There's there's signs there that state these things, that show these things, that, that, that give us direction, mm-hmm. but we don't often pay attention to them. We ignore them. Smoking causes cancer, right? How many people have seen that on a pack of cigarettes and continue to smoke? with all the people that die from lung cancer every year we just ignore the signs and and but the, but the funny thing is we always continue to ask for signs right like when we get in trouble in the faith or we start to lose our faith we always ask for signs like lord just give me a sign lord just if you love me give me a sign if you do this give me a sign i, I need you lord if i'm supposed to make this decision give me a sign so so often we ignore signs but yet we keep we continue to ask for them and what that does is it it almost we're basically saying like prove to me your god right i want another sign that sign over there wasn't good enough give me another sign and we do it again and again and again and again where signs obviously are not what jesus wants us to be looking for I mean, he says it in the reading today it says some of the scribes and pharisees said to jesus teacher we wish to see a sign from you he said to them in reply an evil and unfaithful generation seeks a sign but no sign will be given except for the sign of jonah the prophet just as is it excuse me just as jonah was in the belly of the whale 3 days and 3 nights so will the son of man be in the heart of the earth 3 days and 3 nights so that's his response he's saying an evil and unfaithful generation seeks a sign but so often we do the same thing in our lives he's not just talking to the people back then he's talking to us where we constantly want to we want we don't want to come out and say god prove to me you're god but we want to say hey keep showing me things right keep putting things out there for me And I want to say this. There's a difference between like receiving a sign from God is one thing. Like if he gives a sign to you as a gift, that's one thing. But to seek one is another. That's a whole different thing. That's why Jesus is saying seeking a sign is unfaithful. If God gives you a sign, if if you haven't asked for something and it's just blatantly God decides to give you a sign about something, that's completely different than constantly seeking for
1: God to prove himself to you. I think what we're, we do a lot, we're very good at doing is, is justifying the sign to fit our needs, mm-hmm. to fit what we want at the time. And however, you know, God's uh, will often doesn't run in parallel with what we want. Mm-hmm. So therefore we ignore it or we go, eh, you know, maybe that's, not, maybe that's not for me. But because of that, you know, because we're not willing to accept it, that like we have our faults and so forth, because we're not willing to accept it, we often ignore the sign that God is showing for us specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go out seeking, we're going, I don't want that, I don't want that, I want, I want that because that's what I believe in. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's what he's talking about. The sign that you're seeking is what you makes you feel better about yourself without uh, purging anything that's evil within yourself.
0: Right. And that, I mean, that's the point of faith. Mm-hmm. The point of faith is the fact that it, you should be saying with your faith, I have faith in what I believe. I don't need signs because I believe in this, right? And so we have obviously the benefit of looking at all the scriptures and and everything that Jesus did. But even back then he he was with thousands and thousands of people who walked away from him. Thousands of people who didn't believe in him. Thousands of people who just saw a miracle done in front of them and asked for more signs. I mean in the bread of life discourse. It said, you know, he he says, you know, he he feeds the 5000. They follow him around to the other side of the lake. Or, the, or to the sea, and they're coming after him saying, what else can you do, right? What other signs can you do? And he's saying, Jesus says to him, this is the work of God that you believe in the one he sent. Like every single time that people come to Jesus asking for signs, you can find somewhere around that conversation where Jesus always leaves them leads them back to belief. Right, it's about believing. It's about believing in me. It's about believing in the one who sent me. It's about believing that I am the bread of life. It's about believing. Always, it's about believing. He, he never. Every, any time people try to, you know, trap him into this sign thing, he just he takes them down another route. He goes, no, 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 don't get caught up in that. It's in the belief. You saw something. Now you have to believe. I'm not going to keep sitting here and doing and doing and doing mm-hmm. to 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 prove to you that I'm right. God. I don't need to if you can't believe in what you just saw or you can't believe in me then 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 you're not getting the point of all of this so that's the thing is like a lot of times in our lives i feel like we do the same things well god i need this and when he gives it to us we believe right we're, we're right there you know we got that sign boom we're ready but then you know tom tom separates things right and we're out there and we're having another rough period another rough period again and then here you go like god, i got another inner sign you want me to do this, I need you to show me. I need you to prove to me this is what you want me to do. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. It's always I. It's not about believing in what you've told me and and, abandoning myself to my faith. It's about, no, you constantly have to prove to me again and again and again that you are a good and gracious God, that you are going to do the things you said you you were gonna do. And if you love me, you'll do this. And look, a lot of people may not agree with this, but I'm speaking from a place of I know I've done this in my life plenty of times where I've said, God, like, you know what? I love you and I want to follow you and I'll do what you ask if mm-hmm. you do this or if you show me that or if you make this problem go away. Those are the same things as asking for signs. You're asking him to do something in order for you to believe uh, in. Well, you're negotiating. Right. And that's not, that doesn't work that way. Right. So it's just what we don't need to seek signs. We need belief. We need unabashed, like, belief. We need People that we we need to be a people that have heard and understand what God wants us to know about Him. What He calls us to is, is Catholics and Christians, and we need to throw ourselves into that with our entire selves, with everything that we have. God doesn't have to prove anything to us. There is no greater sign than the sign that most of us have around our neck, uh, you know, hanging from our rearview mirrors and our the walls of our house, and in every church that we go to. There's a crucifix. There's a cross that paints the picture of how much God loved us and how much he's willing to do for us and we don't need any other sign than that. The, the crucifix, the cross, the, the passion of Christ, it, it, when you take all your concerns and anything else to it, they go away. I mean that's the thing is there's no reason for us to worry about anything else when we see what God has done for us. We just have to remember we have to believe and that's the problem. We, our belief oftentimes falls short. You know, and what is faith without belief? It's just straight old old fashioned religion, right? It's a it's a series of practices. It, it's it's things that we do, it's habits that we have, but without, you know, without belief, there is no faith. And without faith, it's nothing but another religion out there. So we have to we have to remember that Jesus is calling us to constantly look at what he's done before, to take him on his merit. To, to to honor to, to honestly take serious the promises that he's made to us and then hold good on our promises that we made at our baptism, that we're gonna follow him. No matter when it gets, if it's hard, like right now, you, every time you turn on the social media, there's, hey, we need signs, we need something, oh, it's the end times, it's this or that. We need to quit worrying about signs and worrying about following, we need to start worrying more about following Jesus in the way that he's asked us to so that when we start doing that, a lot of these problems in the world that are, that are we're, we see everywhere in the, on the paper or on Fox News or whatever it is we're watching, those will go away on their own if
1: we start doing what he's asked us to do. I think it's also viably uh, important for us to kind of re- really rekindle our faith. Um, I think with COVID, for some people, you know, their health is very important and they haven't been able to come to church because mm-hmm. of the worry about getting infected with those near us. But the thing is, too, that's the most Need I think whenever there's something going on like this that you need to cling to your faith, mm-hmm. uh, come to Christ, and to really kind of filter out those things of, of fear, stress, and worry that we carry with us every day. Um, and and I think that's kind of what we're missing. I think a lot of us have kind of gotten lax on that because we weren't, you know, we don't have to go, you know, right mm-hmm. now. Um, we can still participate video whatever and so it's one of those things where the, that lax has kind of set in and and probably also for our Protestant brothers and sisters too you know I, I don't know what what their services are like but I do know that that there's a lot of churches that are struggling because the donations mm-hmm. aren't there as they used to be and and the programs for kids probably aren't up and running again and and so it's one of those things when you when you're not there your kids aren't there. Yeah, and when your kids aren't there, they're not learning if they're not learning from you, you know, about their faith. And so we have to kind of continue to be, you know, parents as well to teach the signs of faith to our children. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure follow Christ. Right, and and see that one of the other things too that's really big is fear. Like
0: we're all in a time period right now where we're everybody's pretty much afraid. Like every time you think things are going to go back to normal, they go the other way. You know, it's beginning to. You know, I've thought sometimes in my mind just ride my bike or whatever, man like when passing people with masks on riding bikes and stuff it's like is the world ever going to go back to normal like is there ever gonna be a time where we can go out to eat and not or or go anywhere in public and not worry about like who's breathing next to me or Mm -hmm. or who's got what and all of those things um but that's that's the reason a lot of times we seek signs because we get we we become afraid we forget what we believe in i don't want to say you forget god and all that stuff. i'm not saying that but we forget that that God is always that He's won the battle, He's won the war. That everything's going to be all right. All we have to concentrate on is doing our part, doing what He's asked of us. But we get scared. We we that fear shakes us. It shakes our faith, and we begin to say, like God, I need you to re you know show me something. I need you to reaffirm my faith. I need you to show me again why I should believe in you. Show me, show me, show me. Well, I mean, the whole thing about faith and belief is is that. You have to believe in something that you can't see. It's not always tangible. It's the mystery of faith. Right, it's the mystery of faith. That's right. St. Augustine says faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. I mean, think about that. He's saying like all this life, you're not going to see anything necessarily that's going to – you can go, you know what, there it is, pinpoint it right right there. That's why I believe. But if you were able to get past that, if you can believe anyway, without signs, without wonders, without all this stuff, then your reward is going to be finally seeing
1: what you have believed all of this time. I th- yeah, your human mind has really developed something tangible, mm-hmm. to measure, to, to assume that this yeah. is this exists, this is what is actual in front of me because I can see, I perceive, and I touch and feel whatever yeah, perception. Yeah, I want it in writing. <laughs> right, and then you have other <laughs> philosophers that say, no, it's not there either, but you know, we're not gonna get into that process, but but you're right on that. You know, you know find yourself where you need to be See God without any negotiation Mm -hmm. and try to find your place in the world that's around you. That's right. And and, I mean, we've got another quote here from St. Bernard.
0: It says, I believe, though I do not comprehend, and I hold by faith what I cannot grasp with the mind. I mean, again, it's someone else pointing us towards, look, faith is something that you just have to, at some point you have to surrender and say, I believe. There's not an explanation for maybe everything that I believe, or I can't you know, tangibly touch these things, but I have to believe in them still. And that's what faith calls us to. And some of the most important things that Christ says again and again and again in the Bible is what? Be not afraid and believe. He says but one of the first things he says, you know, it's Mark one fifteen, repent and believe in the gospel. <laughs> right, Like right. immediately. Burst it on the scene and that's what he's saying is believe. So all of these signs and, and all these people that kept Questioning God, these Pharisees and, and these followers, that it was never enough, right? That you have to continue to show me why I should believe in you. Like, you should have to earn my love and earn my trust and earn my. You know what? That is no way to go about our faith. But so many of us do it today, including myself. I have to reprimand, reprimand myself a lot. You know, a couple of months ago, we talked about this when I lost my job. You know, when the job, I want to say lost my job, like I got fired or they were, you know, trying to get rid of me or anything. It wasn't like that. It was. It was just simply the company decided to go in a different way. You know, and I was sitting there going, okay, God, like I've, I've given up a 23-year job to go on this pursuit and to go into ministry and all of these things, and now here I am sitting on my bedroom floor going, like, how am I gonna support my family? Like, what's next? You, I, I think you want me to start a nonprofit, but I don't know anything about that. Like, mm-hmm. God, show me a sign. Show me this is what you want me to do. Show me this, show me that. I mean, I'm preaching to myself here as much as I am anybody else. But it's something that we are not, it says in the Bible, do not put God to the test. And that's what we're really doing every single time that we demand or ask for a son. Because it should be enough. Once again, the, the, the crucifixion should be enough. It All should, we should yeah, ever have to do. Yeah, that should be it, there's nothing more. Is look at right. that, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For you, that should be enough. Not, not we, should never need, we should never have to ask for anything else that proves God's love for us, or to prove that we're important to him, or to prove that we should believe in him. Because all of that is written out in front of us in the scriptures. And and all you have to do is read through the lives of the saints and other people that have gone before us to see the greatness and the goodness of God. And that he's always here with us. We just have to remember that. And and know that that every single time, every single time that I could find in the scriptures today and, and when I've looked before, that people started to question jesus
1: he got perturbed with it you know he, he just was like man really right it's, <laughs> it's like dealing with a kid trying to teach him math and homework you know? yeah it's <laughs> like, like you will receive really? ner- yeah i still don't understand it that's yeah. right i've that's shown right. you
0: three <laughs> thousand right. times like Where's the guy that that I healed his sight, you know, last week? Where's the guy that the demon that everybody locked up outside of town and they were afraid of that mm-hmm. I healed? Where's the, you know, where's the guy that they ripped the roof open and lowered oh, down? The blind from, you know? and
1: the leprosy, yeah, lepers are everything. Remember yeah.
0: that time I walked on water? Remember that time? You know, there was one, you know, a couple of fish and a piece of bread, and I fed five thousand of you. What else do you need? Yeah. At some point, the onus for faith falls back on us. We want to put that responsibility on God to make us believe in Him, to make us you know, hey God, if you want me to love you, then make me love you. Mm-hmm. If, if you want me to follow you, then just make it easy for me to follow you. But no, that onus falls on us. No one else can make us believe in God. No one else is gonna make sure that we get to heaven, right? Like that—that that is all on us. But we wanna put that on God, and it's not the place that that needs to be. All of those things need to be turned, that finger needs to be turned back towards us if anybody should give a sign of, of that they believe it's us, right? show God signs that we believe in Him by the way that we live our lives, by the way that we, we, we you know control ourselves and the way that we act with others and the way we love others and, and our piety and our practices. That's the way that we should show, if, any, if anybody needs a sign, God should receive a sign from us that we love Him by the way we live our lives. Yeah. And that's the thing, when you believe something, like, then you live that way. Right? you seek a sign it's something you go wow, that's great there's a sign right there wow that was awesome a couple weeks later that sign's worn off the the, the you know the majesty of it is, is gone just like when you go to a conference or something and it's out of here but when you believe something you live that way for instance, I believe that it's wrong to steal therefore I don't steal I, I don't ever steal in my life now did I when I was a kid probably because you know when I was a kid but now I believe that stealing is wrong so therefore I don't do it. It's the same thing when you believe anything in your life strong enough, then you behave within those moral beliefs, those, those, those things that you hold dear, those moral truths. And so when we put God in that same category and we live our faith out, we believe in him without the, the crutch or um, the, the added benefit of, of signs then we're doing what Jesus has asked us to do and what he's told the Pharisees today and the people that followed him in the reading, you will not receive a sign because you're evil and unfaithful. Like we will, we will be moved out of that category with other people when we can believe in what he's actually told us and not demand things from him because he doesn't deserve that and we shouldn't put our, ourselves ever in a place to where we demand anything from God because we're lucky we have what we have from God and he yes. loves us in the way that he does because we certainly didn't deserve it as we all you know, know from the original fall. So you know, it's just something that I saw when I saw that sign, I thought about it and I go, you know what? It's just, this is a show. It's all, that's the way men, especially men are. We see signs as a, as a suggestion. We oftentimes ignore them anyway and I believe that was Jesus' point. He's like, look, signs, they're here one minute and gone the next, you ignore them. You blow right past them. What you need is true belief. You need true faith. And that's what he calls us to each and every day. So, you know, if you're listening to the show right now and you're struggling with these things, you know, if God gives you a sign, that's great. If if God, without asking, gives you something and you receive that, you should praise God for that gift. But we don't need to go out actively seeking ways that God needs to prove to us that he loves us, that he's present, and that he cares for us. So we've just got to focus on just belief because that's the key point of our faith is belief. And knowing that even though we can't see it, even though we can't put our hands on things all the time, that we have to have that faith. And without belief, faith is an empty thing. So we've gotta do that. Anyway guys, here towards the last couple minutes of the show, just wanna say you can go to justaguyinthepew.com. We're gonna have a new website up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll let you know here on the podcast when it comes out. We're also setting up a Patreon account. We've got some other things going. Uh, Just a lot happening here at Pew Ministries and in uh, Just A Guy in the Pew. So just keep tuned in to all that. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, all these other things that are out there that I have no idea how to work besides the ones for older people like myself in your mid-40s. Uh, <laughs> I think there's TikTok and Twitter and all these other yeah, yeah. things Don't that sound that. like birds or, or you know board games, but they're out there also send us an email if you get a chance we love to hear from you we want to hear about all the different topics you might be interested in hearing uh you know and just so shoot us an email at just a guy in the pew at gmail.com well victor i hear that music so it's time to take it to prayer all you brothers and sisters out there remember god doesn't want us to look for signs he asks us for great faith so let's do that right now and let's pray and take this all to him in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen heavenly father There are times in our lives where we lose faith and begin seeking signs from you. All too often we put you to the test. Help us to remember that your Son always pointed us toward belief instead of the pursuit of signs. And Father, whenever our faith is shaken, remind us that the cross is the only sign we will ever need. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew.